Hello and welcome to Bladespot. It's Monday the 21st of March. My name's Ben. On the line it's Andrew. How are you doing, my friend? Good, mate. Um, good good uh, end to this massive amount of games that we've had. <laughs> I know. It, there's, there's like less pressure to get this podcast recorded, I think, because yeah. for once we haven't got another game in like 15 hours' time. So, yeah, mm. that works out quite well, really. And the... Uh, the zombified corpse of Sheffield United dragged itself <laughs> to victory this weekend, which is just a very, very welcome win. And I think, as we said on the last podcast, that point at Blackpool looks a little bit better now, I think, when you yeah. see how we kind of struggled in this game as well. But yeah, a 2-0 t- win over Barnsley. What uh, what were your impressions it it wasn't it wasn't a fantastic game or a fantastic performance. I think I said it on show review for Johnny actually that um, I said I don't care if Barnsley missed fifty penalties and we score last minute off Billy Sharp's uh, considerable backside <laughs> in the in, in the last minute. So we're completely because it were all about the result. It was because yeah. I wasn't. I think we none of us. I think you could tell by the atmosphere as well with that. I don't think any of us were expecting a scintillating display. I think we were all just wanting to get it out of the way with the three points. And that's what we did. And we did it quite comfortable in the end. Yeah, just like I say, a really welcome win. Any means necessary. I mean, I only saw this only kind of occurred to me afterwards, but that was the, uh, I'm pretty sure I've got this right. This is the same 11 that started against Coventry. So mm, not, not yeah. really a great surprise that it sort of struggled for large chunks of the game. Uh, fortunately, Barnsley are quite a lot worse than Coventry. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as you said, we, we just had that extra bit of quality in the end. And yeah, certainly as soon as we went a goal up, that was kind of the end of the game. When it, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of people yeah. make this comparison, actually, that Barnsley were a lot like us last season in the Premier League, obviously the league below, yeah. where it's like as soon as the team gets a goal down, it's basically over. And That's, that's a great shout. Out. That is a fantastic shout. That, I, 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 did feel, I think there's been worse teams than Barnsley hmm. um, that we've played. And I think that... Luton, could, for example. Luton being one, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that you, they can sort of consider themselves unlucky, but like you said, I don't think they actually really... They, they had a lot of sort of possession around our area and, and good areas that they got into, but I can only really think of the Fodringham save and then the one that hit the side net, and I don't even think that was a great chance. I imagine it was quite low on XG. Yeah. Um, as, as, the, as the chances that they created... I think if you look at it from a neutral's point of view, you didn't know anything about the team, you'd probably say, well, fairly evening, even match game, uh, Barnsley might have even shaded it. First 50 minutes, they were definitely better, but not that much quality going forward, I didn't think. And I think we've won it by our quality. Gibbs White had a pretty poor game, and mm. yeah, he scored a really good goal. McBurn has come under loads of criticism, but he did a fantastic pass for that goal. Conor Hurahan, bit of a nondescript game, but putting a fantastic cross, and that was the difference between the two sides. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think I've got this right as well. It's the only only the second team that we've done the double over this season. Um, All right, Peterborough. Yeah, yeah Peterborough and Barnsley. I, I don't think there's anyone else. Uh, obviously, we we have the opportunity to yeah. clinch a few more. Um, you could be a smart arse and say we've beaten Derby twice this season. Ah, uh, yes. One was yeah. in the League Cup. That was we know that's not true because we were there for the <laughs> <laughs> yeah for the away game. Yeah, we certainly were. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't... Uh, I mean, the first half I thought was really just drab rubbish, to be honest. I have to and, admit, that as the first half went on and on, I thought we looked that sort of uninspiring. And, and I won't even say leggy. In this, I think mentally, 
quite drained as well. Mm. I think it was another game coming up, and they're all massive games now, so it must be hard to keep getting yourself up for it. But I, I was really thinking, like, is a point that bad? And obviously, it would have been a really poor result, but that's what it was looking like. That was looking like the best, the best option, really, at that point. Yeah, I think... I mean, one thing it really just clarified for me, uh, and I know we discussed this ourselves, but that back five, so, mm. you know, Osborne on the right, Norrington Davis on the left, and then that three of Karen Gordon, Egan and Jack Robinson, that mm. back five just cannot progress the ball at all. No. And and that's... I, I don't... I almost don't... I, I don't almost don't mean this as a criticism. It's just... It's just not their game, is it? I mean, no, and that's the problem. I think if you're playing with a five at the back, or the, you need at least your wing backs to be attacking, mm. or you need a, a, a maverick like Basham, who was going to at least come out and give it. Gordon was solid. It was he defended well. I, I don't know quite how he got the man of the match personally from the <laughs> official thing, but I'm not knocking him because he was he was he was solid enough for me. But as you said, him and Jack Robinson are not going to get you up the pitch quick enough. Yeah. You, you are relying almost solely on Norwood finding some space and getting a ping out or individual brilliance from Gibbs White and uh, Berger. Yeah. And Osborne is a you know, very competent uh, footballer. It's just he's mm. on the wrong side. And yeah. I, I, I No one seems to agree with me. So I, might have, I thought Osborne were really good in this game, but... I think it was dead bat on his report. He, he only gave him a six and said that he did squander a couple of opportunities, which he did. Could have had a hat well, trick. But yeah, it, <laughs> it would have been a good hat trick, but he could have had. One. Yeah, but what I did like about Osborne is that he did try and progress us up the pitch. Whereas yeah. first off, Norrington Davis wasn't doing it at all, and Robinson and Gordon, I must say, they can't do it, but it's not the game. Yeah, and exactly. There were no one else really other than Osborne who were trying to get us up the pitch. I felt. Yeah, pat on the back for Karen Gordon because mm. he, he is in this team to. Just head it, kick it, don't mess it up, basically. And and to an extent, that's pretty much Jack Robinson's role as well. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, particularly Gordon, who, as we said last time, you know, is is unbelievably inexperienced, really. I mean, I know he's, yeah. he's played more games than our subs bench had the other night, obviously. But yeah, yeah, he's. I really, you can't really ask much more of him, to be honest. I don't think um, we we certainly can't expect him to be doing. A Basham impression that is like no, and there's about. not many people who can do that Basham role. If Charlie Good were there, I don't think it'd have been that different mm. in, in in the centre half. But the difference would have been that we'd have had if Baldock had been fit, for instance. We, we Baldock is not the greatest attacking, but he is energy. He can get you up and down. I think Osborne tried to replicate that, but he's always cutting inside. Yeah, uh, Gordon. I, th- I thought they like tried to target him a little bit. Did, yeah, yeah, definitely. I thought that was quite noticeable. The Morris, who's there sort of danger man I think or at mm. least the the focal point up front I know in the view from before they were all saying that if he were fit they had a chance mm. and he would definitely like go into good which is understandable you know go for the inexperienced kid rather than Egan and Robinson but I thought he did alright yeah personally Gordon I thought defensively not much wrong um, and as you said I think at this stage in his career this is as good as we could expect from him yeah I think yeah just pat on the back honestly I, I've uh, I, I appreciate this sounds yeah backhanded compliment, but I, I just have very I don't have high expectations for him at this stage of his career at oh, all. No. It's not no. he's not in this team because his career is like on a a Kyle Walker trajectory, like as it was at, the, at this stage of Kyle Walker's career. You know, he's in yeah, this team yeah. because we we literally have no one else. Yeah, and look, he wouldn't be in the team if it wasn't for the injuries. But the fact he's come in and been part of a defence that kept two clean, two clean sheets straight after that appalling 4-1 thing, yeah, it's a massive credit to him. And 
Yeah, he's 19 years old. You know, it's it's not often you get, unless you like you say, you're a, you're a really, really special talent to the point where you might end up playing for England. It's not <laughs> often a 19-year-old defender comes straight into a promotion challenging championship team. Yeah, so good job by him. Yeah, he, get, he picks up a yellow when he gets beaten uh, in mm. the second half. Yeah, it was a good foul. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm on board with good fouls in <laughs> non-dangerous areas. And yeah, they uh, they targeted him and uh, he did pretty well to stand up to it, I think. Um, their only real chance, I suppose, was that one that Fodringham saved. Came from a corner. Looked a certain goal, to be honest, just the way... I don't know the way it sort of landed in about six yards, uh, maybe more like eight. There's a Barnsley vlog actually, where which I watched, um, and they're all going mad for about like thirty seconds, thinking he's got in. But it's easy to laugh at it, but I I can imagine from their end as well. It's a fantastic stop. Yeah, brilliant from Fodringham. Like not obviously not for the first time this season. He, Mm. yeah, he's so important. Like particularly in hindsight, with what happens in the second half, so important to stay level there. I mean, you go one nil down and. Barnsley just shut up shop essentially, and our, our team was struggling. We you know we we can get to Sharp's injury in the second half, but we obviously lose him. Um, sorry, we'll get to Sharp's injury in a moment. We we obviously lose him in the second half. Gibbs White, as you said, was having a really poor game. I thought Berger was the you know poorest that he's yeah. played for a little while as well. Nord and Hurrahan, I thought were particularly Hurrahan to be honest, kind of absent in the first half. And yeah, yeah. and Davis looked like there was a sort of imaginary line that he wasn't allowed to cross when yeah, he had the ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But credit to them. I, I, pretty much every player I've named there got better in the second half, particularly Hurahan and Norwood, I thought. Do you, uh, do you I thought Martin Davis' second half were really, really good. Uh, mm. I thought he got into some good positions. Don't always use it, you know, those positions to, 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 to how we want him to use them. But at the same time, I think that he got forward a lot more and he and he pushed their fullbacks back. So that that was good to see. But everyone stepped it up slightly, I think. No, I don't think we're fantastic second half. But once we got that goal, it were that were it, weren't it? And what an odd goal. <laughs> I almost yeah. missed I I did a U and almost missed it. Um <laughs> so it Norton Davis actually gets fouled out on the uh the left hand channel. Mm. Right on the wing, uh, and I—I I don't know. I—I I, I was stood up because I was on the cop, and I, I think I just looked down to make sure I wasn't treading on um, uh, my wife's coat, which I managed to take along with me to this game. <laughs> we have like the yeah, same little, coat. Little pink thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> we have the same coat, and for some reason, I always pick. It's not literally the same coat; it just looks the same to my yeah. uh, inefficient brain and eyes. It turns out. Anyway, I, I look down. The next thing I know, the ball's on like the edge of their six-yard box and Sander Berger's knocking it into the net. So, yeah, we... Um, did, did you get a better view of this one than I did for once? I, I saw... Yeah, I, I, it was bizarre because I thought... It, it went so quick and Barnsley was so slow to react to it. Even I know it's a quick free kick, but they just sort of went as if... And then it went in really quickly and I thought, is that... I, I didn't really cheer that much because I thought mm. Barnsley were that slow to react to it. Terrible... From the goalkeeper as well, I think uh, a bit like the uh, Middlesbrough goal, uh, the Burger goal against Middlesbrough. Yeah, where the keeper makes a bit of an error, and and then I didn't. Yeah, I, it was one of those where I was like, "Is that going to be given?" That was almost <laughs> too easy. You know what I mean, they they sort of didn't do anything. I mean, and if Burger had missed it, Kyron Gordon's there to tap it in. So really, really slack defending from Barnsley. It was, and yeah, the reaction of the Barnsley players afterwards it also led me to think it had been uh, it wasn't going to be given because mm. they, they just sort of stand there like. I mean, there's a couple appealing for offside, which 
by the way, I think Berger is possibly offside. It's, mm. it's at first glance. I mean, I've only I've only seen like the sort of TV camera angle, not the uh, you know, not like a side on. At first glance, he looks well offside, and then you sort yeah. of look at it and think about perspective, and it's possibly not offside. However. I'm not sure if anyone remembers Wednesday night against Blackpool uh, <laughs> and what happened in that one. So I'm yeah. not, not going to dwell on that one too much, I don't yeah. think. Um, yeah. It's smart from Norwood and Berger. Norwood obviously takes it super quickly. That's why I didn't actually see how the ball got into the box. And uh, Hurraham sends in a fantastic cross, which he has not done very often at all this season, to be honest. So credit to him for that. And yeah, as you say, mm. if Berger misses it, which he almost does, he kind of sits on the ball, on the goal yeah. line almost. Uh, Karen Gordon's there to knock it in as well. Sander Berger, s- sudden goal machine. Gets into those areas quite well all of a sudden. Like he's got. He does. Uh, what I like about his goals, obviously they are tappings, but that's something we've not seen him do at all. Obviously he's played in a more forward position, but actually anticipating almost Billy Sharpest sort of goals where he's sort of on the line to tap in. Obviously got the header against uh, Coventry from like six yards out or wherever it was. And good to see, because he's obviously... T- I thought it was really poor in this game, actually, by his standards of recent weeks. But And I don't think this goal was particularly good. But I'm not too worried about that. I think I think I, the fact he took he, he was the first one to come off, other than Sharp, I think, may, I, he was probably the worst in terms of fatigue, I thought, in the entire game. Yeah, I feel like he's played... Has he played every minute of the last few games? I feel pretty like much, and he's come back from a, a really long injury going over two seasons. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but at least he gets to play against Armenia on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yay! Um, so that's his fourth goal of the season, right? Uh, which I believe yeah. is only Sharp and Gibbs White have scored more than that. I, I think, think so. I think Genjai's got three. Osborne's three. got three. Jack I think Robinson. that's it. Yeah. Jack Robinson's only up two, hasn't he? Yeah. Jack Robinson's got. He nearly got a third, though, didn't he? he? Nearly got his third. Good, good effort that, which just went wide. That was a much better shot than uh, th- than I like thought in real time. I guess, yeah, it yeah. was a, a great hit. Um, just uh, talking of Robinson, actually, in that first half. Why aren't we throwing the ball into the box when we're not playing well? Which we were not playing well in this half. Oh, by the way, I've just looked. Sorry, Brewster's got four. Oh, has he got four in the league? Or is that it all might points? be three in the league, actually, that. Sorry, I've put it in there. Yeah, I think no, no, that's all good. Oh, well, yeah. Accuracy is important. <laughs> <laughs> um, just on Berger, actually, before we talk Jack Robinson long throw. Yeah, uh, Berger's play, played night, full night against Forrest, full night against Borough, full night against Coventry, full night against Blackpool, and then, yeah, yeah 71 minutes and off in this one. So, yeah, yeah he's yeah. Uh, he's, put in, he's put in some miles in recent weeks. Mm. So, not too surprising that he would be one of the more tired players. Um, no. Robinson's long throws. Now, I'm not totally in on this being like an actual weapon when the rest of our team is pretty much tiny and we yeah. have to resort to aiming for uh, Egan's Crichton head, as you uh, described <laughs> I love it to that. me. I don't know who posted that. I think it was RNS2 where someone <laughs> called him Crichton. Yeah, because obviously... <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone who's seen Red Dwarf knows what we're on about. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Or uh, or or Berger himself, who with the best will in the world is not much of an aerial presence. No. Um, why aren't we taking every throw in long when the team is struggling as it was I in the first exactly half? I said exactly the same. In the first half in particular, we created nothing. Just give them something to think about, anything. It doesn't... Like you say, we might not... Even if it causes a bit of chaos and we get a corner out of it, obviously we're good at them as well. So, <laughs> but, uh, You know, just anything. I agree completely that if you're not playing well, 
you've got, and this was the, exactly the sort of game to grind out a result. This were always going to be a game where we had to grind it. We're never going to be spectacular. Get Jackie Longthrow doing his stuff, and let's just like at least put. I thought their defense were really poor, Barnes's actually. As soon as we started putting it under pressure, it, we could have a three or four in the end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we really, really were running them ragged by the end for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I know I totally get his lowest common denominator stuff, but it's like, yeah, you, you win a corner and suddenly you have like five minutes of you know pressure and possession around the, in their final third, which yeah. we were. You know, I'm saying it use it all the time. You know, we're not West Brom, but yeah. you know, just to get up the pitch, if nothing else. In a game like this, where everyone's absolutely shattered, we've got you know just players out of position and shouldn't even be in the squad. Never mind the first team, probably with the best will in the world. Uh, I, mm. I really thought we should have leaned into that more. To be honest, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't get the logic in not doing it. I mean, there's many it... a time when it comes to that, and I think, oh, this is even when it's on the left hand side, you think, like, oh, this is obviously going to be a long throw. And then Norris, Norris, Davis will do a short one to Jack Robinson. He'll pass it back to him, and then we'll just go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> don't understand it. Also, we should take them on the other side. Why the hell not? Like, I mean, is, is it really that critical that Jack Robinson stays on the left side of the pitch well, at all well, times? Yeah, this is the thing about this. If he's going to go to take a long throw then their players are going to come back. So you're probably less likely to have... You're not going to get a two-on-one situation or anything like that. Normal can drop back. You know, you've got Egan and Gordon there. and Yeah, I think we should use it more. I know we we never do anything from it, but in games like this, just to get you up your pitch, yeah. Yeah, you might, you know, you might not do anything directly from the throw, but you might then win the ball back 40 Mm. yards out and... We were not having the ball 40 yards out. Is it possible? I suppose the argument against is possibly that... We are very susceptible to be run through, <laughs> I so I suppose we, we, we could lose the ball, and then we have not only are we are one of the shortest teams, we also have <laughs> pretty much no pace. <laughs> so we're not going to get back neither. So maybe it's yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> I guess, but then that sort of sounds like we should just never attack. <laughs> just don't attack. Yeah, don't <laughs> bother. Never I'm leave thinking our that off. against Barnsley. A couple of their best moves came from us going forward. Like just don't bother. <laughs> yeah, just. When just kick off and then never actually cross the halfway line. Yeah, yeah, that could work, I suppose. Um, yeah, but Berger, uh, I'm jumping back here, but just what you're saying about him, you know, arriving into the box mm. and uh, finishing chances like in in sh- Lee, uh, Billy Sharp positions. Dare I say we haven't had a single midfielder do that since uh, JL Seven, yes, the first Premier League season. So mm. yeah, ha- you know. Tip of the we, hat. That's what yeah, we need we, from we massively like we've liked that for a long, long time because I don't think JL Seven he did it for about three months. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said three weeks is probably about. To more be fair accurate. to him, he did do it in the in the final. See, I remember against Leeds, he could have had an hat trick, and then you know we lost one nil. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, uh, yeah, but yeah, I do know what you mean. The, the, we we've all no one in Iran just not a threat of it all from open play in terms of like creating a chance. I know Uran's had a couple of shots that went wide, Norwood scored midweek, but realistically you're looking two, maybe three goals maximum a season, I think, from those two. Oh God, yeah. Like combined, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Norwood's not scored for three years or whatever it is, and Huran's <laughs> not scored for us either. So we do need but I mean Gibbs White obviously, you know, he he's you play almost playing like a striker or whatever. So you do need Berger or that extra midfielder, whether it's Fleck or whoever to actually get you into good positions and, and get into the box and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, should say the bench was uh, quite heartening, uh, yes. re- relatively speaking, anyway. Um, Look at that bench, I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Vic Reeves, like, r- rubbing your thighs or something. Um, 
Yes, but particularly after the last couple of games. Uh, so Fleck appears, Ender Stevens out of nowhere back on the bench. Mm. Uh, McBurney is back in contention. Uh, and then, yeah, Lapata and Jai. Jebison and Adam Davis obviously continue. I mean, we, we got a little bit of a, a heads up on this, I suppose, with the under-23s team that played on Friday afternoon, I think it was, where... Yeah, we yeah. the lads in it, yeah. Yeah, Sula, um, Arblaster, i got to yes. say again. Uh, they were obviously playing in that. So that's and this good. is what I'm going to say, this, and this is... Don't clip this and make it look like I'm slagging him off, but hopefully we never see... <laughs> Gordon play in the first team again this season and we <laughs> don't see it. Sariki or Orblaster on the bench ever again this season because that'll be I know I've set myself up there I? <laughs> but, but you know just because that'll mean we've got our more experienced players back and we'll have more chance of promotion Indeed, yes uh, yeah. so hopefully coming back will be even more players such as for example George Baldock or um, Chris Basham maybe Give me Basham back please <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd take, I'd take Charlie Good at this point, but Basham would be delightful. Bulldog would be, uh, it would be a boon as well. I know you're, I'm not, uh, I don't really disagree with what you're saying about Osborne. I just mm-hmm. think having an actual right wing yeah. back will really help because also then Osborne can sort of spot Norrington Davis a little bit and he doesn't have yeah, to play yeah. every minute of every game. And yeah, Osborne may even be a better I, I option there you, at right. I think Norrington Davis will be really good in the second half. I think if you put Osborne and Bulldog as wing-backs against a team like Barnsley, I think straight away you're looking more attacking, even though those two aren't the greatest like with the, the final balls and stuff like that, just because they can get us up the pitch. But yeah. Nottingham Davis looked really tired and they had this sort of fantastic spurt for the last half an hour. He defended really well as well, Nottingham Davis. But as you said, this is a guy I don't think any of us expected him to be playing week in, week out. And it's almost like accepted now that, well, yeah, Nottingham Davis is going to be left wing-back, which is a credit to him. I know he's, he's been injuries and stuff, but he has he has improved. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, assume Ender Stevens is, uh, you know, match fit when we come mm-hmm. round to play again. It'll be interesting to see if he goes straight in the team, actually. Or... I, I actually do what I was saying in the first half. I think out of all the people we're missing, I didn't think this at the time, but I think Basham was probably the one that we missed the most, simply because he gives us that unpredictability mm. where someone else is going to run forward and create space. And that's a role that he's mastered. It's not, not Gordon's fault that that's not happening. It's not Jack Robinson's fault that the other side it's not happening. Basham is absolutely, you know, arguably like one of the, the best in England at doing that from that right centre half spot where no one knows where he's going to go. Mm. So he's hard to pick up and he's hard to, and people, he, he panics people and we've got no one else like that. Yeah. Come by, Bash. Hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> Please be all right. <laughs> uh, so we take the lead in the 54th minute. Gordon picks up his yellow card on the counter attack a few minutes after that. And then a few minutes after that, Sharp is down in the centre circle, or on the halfway line, I should say. Oh, um, I, I would count in the players, sort of, right, is it Egan? No, it's not Egan. Is it Jeff? Right, it's not him. And then you're, you're sort of open, as horrible as it sounds, that it's going to be someone we can replay. Hopefully it's like Hurahan, who we've got, at least we've got Fleck back, or, you know. Mm. Then of all the players you didn't want to be going to, well, it's him or Gibbs White, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. Those are the uh, the the last two that are yeah. propping us up, I think. Um, yeah, the initial noises on this are not, I don't know, it's a bit of a mix in it of like, oh, that's quite encouraging. And then, yeah. oh, actually, no, that's not encouraging. It's a bit of the... Uh... I mean, Ekebottom, I think we're really honest, he's worried because it's mm. a hamstring and we know that they can be tricky to... We don't know, he's going to have a scan, obviously, at the end of this week, isn't he? Um, I don't think we'll hear anything about this until the next game because I don't. Th- I think even if he's fit, Ekebottom's not going to come out and say, yep, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the... Uh... 
the positive sort of spin on it was that Sharp immediately sort of decided I need to come off because mm. otherwise this could get more serious. But I guess we don't know if it is already serious, you know. That's and... the thing. I remember the Brewster injury where he came mm. off against Peter and I thought, he'll be all right. He jumped over the side, but, you know, he walked off, fine, whatever. And then obviously he's out for the season. Yeah, and there's uh, there's not much season left uh, after this after this break, obviously. So, you know, even a even a relatively normal uh, hamstring injury, if you like, for mm-hmm. for want of a better phrase, is probably going to put him out for a significant chunk of the season. Do you know what? I take him being out for a couple of games. If he's out yeah. for a week, I'll take that right now. Oh god, damn, yeah. We've got the great Oliver Burney uh, <laughs> <laughs> in reserve. Now, I want to I want to actually mention that obviously people booed him and. I don't, I don't need to That's say so it. That's so weird, right? Like, idiots, yeah. That, that confused the hell out of me, to be honest. Why like, now? Why, yeah, why exactly. Now? It's like we're winning 1-0, fairly comfortable. Sharp's gone off. You know, you're thinking, right, we're probably going to need this guy. Boo, what? Where's this? I don't understand it. And, and obviously, it's not a large number of people. It's an audible number of people. From, yeah, from back I, 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 like, why is he... Be, well, I don't understand... If you're gonna, uh, you shouldn't boo him anyway. But I don't understand why this was the particular game to boo him. <laughs> but Bernie has a, a litany of uh, indiscretions and perceived slights and poor performances, yeah. like as long as anything. But yeah, I don't there's know what it was. Things about that this. he's done, as you say. You know, people argued that he, he didn't have his jabs. I don't know if that's true. If you're booing him for that, it's, wrong, it's all wrong booing. But you can see, well, that's why they booed him for that. Or if he came off the back of a really bad performance, he didn't play midweek, so it's not as if he's coming back <laughs> off. He's not started for ages. I don't understand where the booings come from. Yeah, bit bit baffling to be honest. Uh... But yeah, don't do it because even whatever you think about him, he's our player, and he, he is going to have to. He's going to play. He's going to he's going to play whether he starts or comes on. He's going to be quite an important member of the squad in mm. this running. And I actually thought he did really well when he came on. Yeah, I mean the uh, we'll, 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 let's skip to the second goal. I'll come back to Sharp in a second, yeah. but um, yeah, a, a really good bit of play by McBurney to uh, yeah. to set this up. I mean, I, it obviously looks you know stumbling, drunken giraffe style, yeah, which is is his style. Unfortunately, mm. like you know, we're just gonna have to get used to that. But <laughs> this this time it actually produced something very effective. It was a not the best pass into him by Gibbs White. It's kind of behind him, under his feet, and he does brilliantly, I think, to, yeah. to dig it out and dink it through the return pass to Gibbs White, who uh, yeah runs in, takes it round the goalkeeper. Looked like he'd taken it too wide, but no, slides it into the net because he yeah. is absolutely amazing, obviously. But yeah, my, my full disclosure: my first thought when that hit the back of the net was that was really good play by McBurney. We haven't seen that very often at all. That was great. Well done. Mm. Yeah, and I thought he, he led the line really well. I thought he, he he held it up well. I think he yeah. I thought you were a better cameo than Jeberson's, for instance. I don't, I don't think Jeberson was poor or anything, but I think you were yeah. You were fine, fine. Before. We all know we want more from him. You know, he's obviously for the money he's cost and what have you. And we've gone through it a million times, but mm. that one particular display, I thought he were he were absolutely fine and actually massively contributed to the to his winning. I was so desperate for him to score as well. Oh, just... There was a bit where the ball were coming over and he like, he'd have had a free header, but the Barnsley defender got in front. I was like, that was the moment. Uh, <laughs> there was one where he, like, a really good bit of play, spun oh, away yeah. from his defender on the corner of the box and then just forgot to do the actual shooting part. The thing and... is, his confidence is going to be unbelievably low. He is, you know, it, it's not... It, that that thing that you're talking about, that incident you're talking about, where he, where he turned his man and then he was like... 
I think he just sort of thought, I, I don't know what to do. I don't want to blast it. And he obviously took too long and he, he didn't get anything away. His confidence must be so low. And he will have heard a couple of boos and stuff as well. And he, he, we know he's very active on social media. So he'll be getting tagged in stuff. And he's the sort of guy I imagine that reads it and maybe even responds to a couple. <laughs> but, you know, his confidence must be unbelievably low. And just let's just... Dude, let's just get behind him and hopefully the next time we play with Reese at Stoke or the home game he gets an even bigger cheer than, than he normally does to cancel out the, the boo from this game Yeah, I guess the counterpoint on the confidence thing is uh, it's rare for a player to come on and have like a song, positive song sung about them every yeah. time they come on when they've That's been true. doing so badly like yeah. to the extent where his name will get sung over the person who he's replacing so and that's fine yeah. you know I, i'd be yeah. happy for us to do that about every player but i don't mm. know i think it, i think it swings both ways i don't think um i don't think i, I can't say that he's been playing badly because of lack of confidence because it's just been going on for so long and seems to i agree with this but i think in those situations where he's taking that long and things like that i do think you can put confidence into that i think a, a confidence strike if you look at his goals at swansea they're probably just one touch and not a shot mm. I, I think when you're second guessing yourself bruce were very similar bruce used to blast the ball as hard as he can <laughs> when he when they were going through his uh yeah street where he weren't scoring and then obviously he, he sort of chilled out a little bit and became <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I like it. The right it's been a long Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, lovely finish by Gibbs White, of course. Um, yeah, that's his. I think that's his tenth goal of the season, including one for Wolves um, against Forest in the Carling Cup. I'm pretty sure uh, League Cup, rather. Pretty sure that was this season. Yeah, <laughs> just before he joined us. Uh, yeah, he continues to be uh, the the last star in this team if Sharp, Sharp's going to be out. So yeah. the player that came on for Sharp was Jebison, which we obviously had a bit of a conversation about the usage of Jebison in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised to see him come on ahead of McBurney here? Yeah, really surprised. Especially, I felt a bit of an idiot for we <laughs> when we have him on the last Blaze pub where I was saying like, I don't see where he's going to be used now. And then he's like, I'm like, oh, he's here, right? Maybe because you you sort of speculated that maybe we're going to start against Barnsley. I know you didn't really think that, but you know you were trying like trying to work out why he didn't come on against Blackpool. So I was really yeah. surprised, yeah. And I thought he did all right. I don't think he. I think he should have done better with his chance. I think he should have definitely got that on target. But yeah, I think he is what he is. I think he's a very talented kid. Yeah, I, I I think it sort of makes sense. And I, I actually think he will probably start... Oh, I don't know if I'm reaching here, but I, I feel like he is a more logical starter in place of Sharp. Like, I feel like they're quite... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, gonna... I, I think McBurney... I know what you're saying here. I think McBurney... McBurney always plays better when there's two up from... Which I've noticed when he comes on a sub, and he's usually with Jefferson, or sometimes... Mm. Obviously, he never plays well with Sharp, so... You know, scrap that. But I'm talking about when he comes on a sub, he, he, he likes to drop deep. He's not... McBurney's never been your, your typical centre-forward who just sort of stays up front. He's always yeah. been a player who comes roaming and stuff, or whatever you think about how good he is at doing it. He's, he was brought in almost to be the replacement for McGoldrick. Uh, mm. He wasn't brought in to be the replacement for Sharp, but we used him in such a really weird way in the Premier League anyway. But Gary Medine replacement is how we used him. That's, and, and that was never been his game. You talk, you know, the Swansea fans always comment on our goals and stuff, or, or our, if people are slagging McBurney off, Swansea fans will always say, you're not you're using him as a battering ram, and he's not. You know That's not mm. his game. But I fancy him as that, because that's how we've tried to use him, and his build and everything like that, You know the size of him, you'd expect it. But 
Yeah, I think if you as an out and out centre forward, Jebison is the only option if you yeah. want to try and do a like for like replacement. But that said, I do think that Burnley will start against Stoke. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. Yeah, it just feels like um, Jebison might be the natural, more natural replacement mm. for Sharp, even though he's a he obviously doesn't have anything like the uh, you know the nous of Sharp because he's at the there are opposite ends of the career. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, as a he is our only remaining. Proper centre forward, I think Jebison as yeah, in that's a, as a central threat who will stay there and occupy defenders and yeah, be. I think him and Brewster are the only two mm. who are anything like Sharp. Yeah, yeah, completely. It's really annoying actually. But if Brewster, had, I don't want anyone to get injured. But in hindsight, say McBurney had got injured and Brewster had stayed fit, I think we look a lot stronger because Sharp plays such a a role that no one else in the squad does other than this 18-year-old kid. Mm. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, he, he comes on Jabison. I thought he, yeah, did did all right. He had that one one chance he probably should have done better with, like you yeah. said, uh, flipped it over the bar um, from a good uh, a good central position. Uh, who else did we change? Obviously, oh, yeah, McBurney came off a burger, as we said. Yeah, and then Fleck came on for like five minutes or whatever. Yeah, indeed. Good to um, see Fleck back, by the way, because obviously he missed Coventry and Blackpool. Um, and I think in games like that, against Barnes in the first half where the passing weren't coming off or anything, it, it doesn't always work for him like this. But if Fleck's on form, he can get you up a pitch and he can get up and down a lot more than Norwood and Uran can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it just sort of kind of drifts away as a, a, a pretty routine 2-0 win, really. Mm. I mean, I... I don't know whether I want to mention this or not, but it it did sort of make me laugh at full time how like not really bothered anyone was. You know, it's one of the weirdest atmospheres. It, I think every like I said, I think everyone went into it thinking, let's just get this out of the way. We want this break, get three points, let's go. Hmm. And it was that sort of performance as well. It wasn't a, a sort of performance. That it wasn't a last minute winner. It was so comfortable in the end. I don't think Barnes had really got into our area like touched the ball in our area in the final half an hour or whatever so mm. it wasn't like we were hanging on it was like a relief at the end it was just like yeah we've won this and we just want to go home now and have a break <laughs> yeah, let's go to the pub while the sun is shining yeah that's it yeah <laughs> and like I, I always stay and clap them off and stuff and and what have you but even i was sort of a bit half-hearted like then yeah yeah well, well done <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, just uh, you know, nothing, it, against, the, nothing against the team. It just wasn't an exciting game. Yeah, exactly. And um, Barnsley, it's uh, it's not that big a game, is it? I, uh, I I don't really particularly want to dump on them here, but I couldn't believe they hadn't sold out their away allocation. Like, what on earth? I this is a massive game for them. Obviously, in great form as well. And. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Particularly because on the view from before, one of them said we had. We were very unimpressive away from our our followings. Right. Um, we've actually got the highest away attendance in the lucky and the highest home attendance. But, you know, people could say what they want on the internet, can't they? <laughs> <laughs> they certainly can, and you can use it for content. That is, uh, yes, that is that's how it. it. Yeah, so, yeah, they, always, they usually do sell out as far as I remember, anyway. Um, yeah, so. yeah, disappointing in that sense. But, you know, I, I suppose terrible kickoff time again. I don't know why it were moved. No, uh, me neither. I mean, it wasn't properly on TV, was it? It wasn't moved for TV, I should say. No, it no, on, it was just on Red Button, but there's no... Yeah, it were, it were moved for police, but I, I don't know. I mean, like you said, I don't I don't see it as a... And this is not no disrespect to Barnsley, but I've never seen it as a big game. I've never thought, ooh, Barnsley are in town. Like you do where 
Forest area or Derby or someone like that, you think, oh, this will be a big game. Yeah. There's nothing against Barnes. I know they're our local rivals, but I feel the same with Rotherham or Doncaster or Chesterfield and stuff like that. It's, it's not uh, not belittling them. It's just that, the, you know, it's not a massive game, and especially when they're doing as badly as they are this season. If they're in the playoffs, yeah, it, it mm. makes it a, a miles bigger game, and it's a local rivalry. But the fact that it, it, on paper it's a game that we should win, it, the Barnsley at home, realistically, to me, is the same as, I don't know, uh, Cardiff at home. Yeah, fair enough. Um, what did I want to say? Oh, yeah, my only... I think the only time I did sort of see Barnsley as a rival is when we went like, what do we go, like 15 years without playing Wednesday, something like that? You know, there was, mm. uh, in the sort of late 90s to early 2000s. Yeah, they, they obviously pipped us to promotion the, the the season they went to the Premier League as well. I think we finished fourth or whatever, but they, mm. they we were like tying with them for second for a long time. And that, that you know, that is a rivalry in that sense as well. Like it, when, when you're close to them, I can see it. But when you're so far away in the table, I, I don't really look at Barnsley at home as a, any different to any other lower team in the league, like Hull or something. Yeah, fair dues. Uh, Keener was quite tidy for them, I thought. He was a player that we were uh, on the cusp of signing in the Championship under Chris Wilder, if you remember. Domingos uh, Keener. Yeah, I like this guy as well. And I, mm. I didn't, I didn't, You said this after, I think, about the, the being linked with him, and I, I completely forgot about that, but when you said it, obviously, yeah, I remember. But yeah, I, I, I thought he was their best player, yeah, definitely. Yeah, really. Um, I mean, he's on loan from Watford, uh, so he's, you know he's still technically who, who we actually, I believe, we actually tried to sign him from uh, in 2018. Um, yeah, they're really tidy footballer. Uh, you know, seems to be just seems to have a lot of time on the ball. Sorry, it was at, um, it was at West Ham when we tried to sign West Ham. That's it. I, yeah, know, yeah. I thought you were on. I couldn't think of the team. Yeah, West Ham. Yeah, yeah. I remember all that fans saying, "Why are we selling one of our best young talents to them?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he went from West Ham to Watford in 2018 and uh, is now, he's been working his way through a few loans. He's now at Barnsley. Yeah, tidy footballer. Um, the kind of player we could currently do with, to be honest. You know, it reminded yeah, me, if he's available, me a bit like, of Fleck. If we don't go all, he's the sort of player I think we definitely need that in midfield. And I think we will see if we, if, we, if there is any money. <laughs> I think if uh, if we do in the transfer market, I imagine that will be one of Eckenbottom's first. Because he wants to play high intensity and that's mm. really difficult to do with the midfielders that we have available they've all got their own skill sets but we don't have anyone like him who can get up and down yeah and we, we do have a history of uh admittedly it's a chris wilder history but you know some of that legacy is still here signing players who've played well against us but yeah. most, most of our team <laughs> is made up of that actually the best one of all time with that by the way has to be steve cabber <laughs> oh yeah well to be fair, that, that works out really well yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. And then we oh, signed okay. him. And I think after that game, everyone went, we need to sign that kid up front for them. He were fantastic. And we're like, oh, my God, we've signed him. So yeah. it's like Palace's sixth-choice striker or whatever. But, yeah, really good signing. <laughs> yeah, he was quality. Um, a couple of other things from this. Uh, we mentioned Matthew Donoghue before the game and mm. how much we were dreading seeing him referee another Sheffield United game. Mysteriously, or, or not mysteriously, it's being reported that there's yeah. nothing mysterious about it, but the fact that it's reported makes me yeah. mysterious about it. Uh, was replaced yeah, as yeah. referee or withdrew as referee um, earlier in the week, apparently. It only came out maybe an hour before kickoff, and I I audibly yeah. said yes in the pub when I saw this. <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter saying, Do you know what? Matthew Dunham gets a lot of stink, but I thought we were really good in this game. It's one part we him. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, Steve Martin instead, uh, yeah, or Stephen Martin. Steve Martin, yeah. 
he, he actually had a, he, he was good, I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. He was. He was just a, a pretty easy game for him, I think, in many yeah. ways. But yeah, he was good. Um, the thing with Donahue, I, I mean, someone like wrote, I forget where the press there, Eckingbottom had said basically that he got every decision wrong apart from the main ones against Blackburn. And hmm. would that impact us? And yeah, I don't know if that was anything to do with him dropping out, but it does seem a bit weird because I think if. If it had dropped out and it had been an injury, would have been told it was an injury. But mm. it just said nothing suspicious, which, as you say, just makes you more suspicious. It does a bit, yeah. Who knows? Maybe it's a, a personal thing that uh, didn't well, need to come out. But yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I was I was very happy to see him not refereeing this game, and uh, the other guy was much better. So good job. Yeah. Um, the other thing, uh, I don't consider myself a colourblind person at all. But oh yeah, I'm a referee. Yeah, the amount of times I thought he was our player, just I don't know what was incredible. going on. I couldn't see him so, so many times. I think where is the re- oh, he's there? Like, because I thought we were our player, but yeah, yeah, so many times I'm like, pass it to him. Like... <laughs> pink, uh, pink shirt, black shorts, and we're obviously wearing black shorts and a solid yeah. red. Um, Shirt oh, ourselves, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. The second off, I didn't notice it as much. First off, because obviously we were kicking uh, away from, of course, him. yeah. Uh, and that's when I was like, going, like, where is where yeah. is we haven't got a ref, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got a ref, yeah. <laughs> we didn't bother sorting out a replacement, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, sort that out next time, please. That was really uh, that was really throwing me. I'm, I'm glad to hear, well, not glad, but you know. Kind of reassured that you were in the same boat, and it wasn't just yeah, me going I was insane. Really confused. Maybe they didn't have a shirt. Maybe you had to wear Donahue's like shirt was too big for him or something. So the only one he had available was this pink thing. That this pink one from his Friday night out. Yeah, <laughs> still yeah. smelling of booze and sweat or something. Uh, um, yeah, so that's it, mate. Two nil. Uh, we finish a run of uh, I counted this earlier sixteen games in two months. That's Ouch. Great. I'm glad you counted that. We're gonna. I, I, I meant to do that myself. I'm gonna bring that up. Yeah, I, th- I think it's 63 days. I think United tweeted that. But yeah, it's from the 15th of January to the 19th of March. The so 15th of January we played Derby away. 19th of March we obviously played Barnsley. Um, That's not- gonna be the most, hasn't it? I'm, I'm sh- yeah, yeah, it will be absolutely. The only um, one I can think of what Aldersfield play every day. But... <laughs> yeah, apart from that. Yeah. Um, not a total cakewalk run of fixtures either. We played six of the other top, n- excuse me, six of the other nine top ten teams in that run. Um, so only what is it? Only Bournemouth, Fulham, and another one who's temporarily escaped me. Uh, who else is in the top oh. ten? I can't remember. Now. Uh, Lu- oh, no, we uh, played Luton as well. We played Luton. There is someone. QPR. QPR, of course, because uh, yeah. they've well. Who knows? They might not be in the top ten by the time we play them. No. Um, so yeah, it's not been an easy run of fixtures, and uh, yeah, we, we've catapulted ourselves up to fifth in the league with some well, from thirteen to fifth. I think we're in good nick who posted this table out, and we were. I think I don't know how many points we were off the playoffs, but we've to, to be fifth from thirteen. If, if at the Derby game away at Derby, especially after that game, <laughs> if I said you know we're going to end the next international break, we're going to be fifth. Mm. I think that's a fantastic achievement. I know we've struggled in recent weeks due to many issues and form and injuries and tiredness, but to to end in this space, like you know, to to and to you know the the fact that Blackburn and QPR and these teams were so far above us, now we're above them. Mm. Yeah, I know, and we still have a game in hand on Blackburn actually and mm. Huddersfield. Uh, yeah, us. yeah, um, yeah. Those two teams you just mentioned, I mean, they 
they are nosediving a little bit, aren't they? Particularly mm-hmm. QPR, actually. Uh, who surprise-ish lost to Peterborough at the weekend. Mm. Um, but yeah, amazing for us to... Um, I mean, I just think this... I said this before this Barnsley game. I, I thought if we could just get three points to finish this run yep. and then get a rest, then I was going to be absolutely over the moon. And I know, you know, another force seems to be with some teams like Nottingham Forest, for example, who are getting a, a, a lot. Talk to me about Nottingham Forest. I'm <laughs> sick of seeing how good Nottingham Forest are. And they probably are good. They are a good side. They probably will get in the playoffs and they might even be the favourites. But, my, the, the, oh, it was sickening yesterday. <laughs> it was a lot, i got to say. There's a lot of people I respect in uh, football media who... Uh, yeah. I had to sort of put my phone down. It's like I, I just can't be doing it. You need right them back. Now. One of one of one of them said, "Like, oh, I think they proved in that game that they'd, they'd be comfortable in the in the Premier League. The ninth in the Championship. How does that work? Like, <laughs> they're below like, us. <laughs> they're, they're below us, and they've lost the Liverpool reserves at home. We lost two one to Liverpool's first team last season, and we were an absolute bag of crap. So. <laughs> <laughs> they they lost two. Uh, excuse me. They couldn't beat us, and they are below us in. Uh, and we took half the season off basically. So um... he's a last minute goal to score against us with a child at a right back. You know, and whoever else we had in that team, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's 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 great, mate. You know, I really thought this season was drifting towards nothingness, and here we are with eight games to play, yeah. and uh, it, at the very least, we're going to be in the mix. I think. Eight I think games... there, was, there were a thing out today. I, I forgot the Twitter user, uh, but they, we've got a sixty-three percent chance of getting in the playoffs now, statistically, apparently. Oh yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, based yeah. on. Um, Based on the difficulty of our fixtures, yeah, and the points yeah, we've got yeah, at the yeah. moment, yeah, they've got us to finish fourth. So, I mean, yeah, take that for sure. Yeah, eight games left, five are at home. Three of those are against teams that ostensibly will have nothing to play for. Reading will probably be safe when we play them on. Good I'm Friday. hoping Reading beat Barnsley weirdly because that yeah, the, should be them on the beach after that. Really, that's the game before they play us, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. I, there's a fairly good chance they'll be all but safe by the time we play them. Uh, yeah. Car- Cardiff are possibly the most in between team in the entire league, I'd say. Them and I think them and Stoke, um, you know, I think they could have their end of the season do now if they want to go for them, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> and then obviously Fulham, final game of the season. I mean, they'll have won the title weeks beforehand, probably, and uh, yeah. hopefully there will be. Obviously, Bristol City away, nothing going on for them neither. No, exactly, and then so there's, there's only Bournemouth and Fulham who and QPR twice. QPR on an awful run that have got, and I'd much rather play these sides than the, than the the sides who are absolutely fighting for the lives. You know, if the, the relegation, if the relegation picture were like it has been in recent years, where you've got five or six who could go down, that's much tougher. I think. Mm. I think yeah. Cardiff and Bristol City might come at us, and it, they'll go one way or the other. They'll play with loads of freedom and beat us or whatever, but. At the same time, they might not be so desperate for points, so they'd sit back and make it frustrating. Yeah, I think if we win, if we can win five of eight games, um, which is a lot, by the way, and mm-hmm. it might, might not sound a lot, but that is winning, yes. more, winning more than half of your games is a lot. If we do, I think we'll almost certainly make the playoffs. So um, yeah, yeah, let's uh, if we can get, I don't know, four home wins, pick up one away win out of those three games. I think I think we're going to be in a great position. It, it yeah. all. Uh, it's all going to come back to who is available, obviously. Um, yeah, who, yeah. who comes back? I, I mean, uh, I, I seem to do this a lot recently. But I don't mean to end the pod on a down note, but that 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 eleven is not getting promoted. Like, no, no, no. no. Credit for getting through the last two games and getting four points, but the eleven that we put out there, the eleven that finished that game, is not going to. 
possibly not going to make the playoffs, almost certainly what isn't going to win the playoffs if it gets mm-hmm. in it. It's all about whether players can come back and if we can... Yeah, I saw people say that, oh, we're always rubbish after an international break. Fully buy that, fully get that. I think this is slightly different because we're hopefully going to be coming back after an international break with what what Jack Lester described it as like a five new signings. Oh, sign me up for that. Yeah, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah, I mean, we're going into the international break like half dead, essentially. So This um... is it. And it is massively different from all the other international breaks because we all want this. We Not only do the players need a rest, but... And I've also seen people say, well, our best players are still going to be playing Morgan Gibbs, White, Berger and, and what have you. They'll think it'll be the same sort of intensity because they're only friendly games, look like. Yeah. Um, I think if we're anywhere involved in a playoff, I'd be quite concerned, but they're not. Mm. Um, but I also think it's not just about that. It's also gives gives us two weeks where, you know, in recent weeks, this would have been four matches. Where so eight injuries. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if this is if there'd have been no international break, we'd have been playing uh, this Tuesday, then Saturday, then Tuesday, then Saturday again. That's four games without Bill Sharp for a start. You know, another four games without Basham. Probably another two games without Davis. So that break's been fantastic just to to get these people back or give them more of a chance of getting back. Anyway. Yeah, we must have been targeting this internally as well. Like in within the club, there must have been like this mm. push of like just let's just get through this. I felt like two weeks to refresh. End of season sort of feeling, not mm. not in the celebrate, not not in the sense like oh yeah we're in the playoffs. It were almost like right we've done that. It were almost like qualifying for the playoffs and then yeah. we've not achieved anything. But now it's now this is where we go for it. Yeah, so it's it's set up much better than um, I thought it was going to be a few months ago. Certainly, <laughs> and yeah, I, I really will take four points out, out of those three games. To be honest, going back to Coventry, I think mm. given the players that are out, you know beat Borough and then get four points from your next three, two of which yeah. were away. Pretty tough away games, you know, against teams that still had hopes of the playoffs at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take that all day, mate. And uh, yeah. yeah, we will now rest up, get all the players wrapped in bubble wrap, hopefully. Hopefully Sharp's mm-hmm. hamstring is uh, not as bad as it, it could be. So yeah. we'll, we'll wait to hear on that. Um, and yeah, we've we've now got a little break. Obviously, next game is not till the 2nd of April. That's uh, against Stoke, which you're going to. I believe you got a ticket for that today, didn't you? I got a ticket for that, yeah. So uh, looking forward to that. I've I've also I've just read, though. Have you ever been? Uh, yeah, but it was like 20 years ago. It's like 45-minute walk from the train station. It's a long to way. Yeah, we yeah, had to get a taxi. So, um, if anyone wants to give me a lift from the train station to, <laughs> to Stoke, uh, to the ground. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, my last two away games have been Derby and Blackburn, so... You know, oh, good luck charm and all that, but <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Um what else was I gonna say? I feel like I had one final thing to say about this, but it has slipped my mind. So Oh yeah, that was it. Um next podcast we are gonna uh, if this is still alright with you, we're gonna revisit yeah. our um squad uh rankings, if you like, from uh well actually from just just before Yukanovich got sacked, it was after I think it was after the Coventry game, wasn't it, that we did yeah, it last? Yeah, no, Blackburn, Blackburn. Uh, was it? Okay, so yeah. Black... Yeah, we came back Yeah, with the Blackburn game. I'm pretty sure it was the Blackburn game. I think it's certainly around there, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and we went through the whole squad and did a... Um, we ranked them basically from the players that we'd most like to keep and build around for next season. Um, 
through to players we just wanted to get rid of like as soon as possible, basically. And uh, yeah, we're going to return to that and see who has kind of changed our mind in that time. And I, I think a lot of I think the line between um, players we want to keep and players we don't want to keep will have moved quite significantly. To be honest, there'll be a lot more yeah. players in the former category. But yeah, it'll be interesting. We've said on that pod we said you know I want to, I want these players to prove us wrong, but we don't think they will. Hmm. Don't think they're quite there yet. I think you've got to at least qualify for the playoffs before you can sort of say, "Oh, we were wrong," you know, mm. and and you've done it. But yeah, the, there's been an absolute sort of, it, particularly. I'm not going to, no spoilers, but you know, certain players have hugely shot up from where we had them in the in the first draft. Indeed. So uh, yeah, that'll be the next episode. I'm, I'll, uh, I'll I'll discuss with you some parameters for that one, mate. And before <laughs> nice. we uh, do some, we'll do some preparation because we can prepare. We haven't got a game for like that's it. Two this weeks is the now. thing with like, this pod today. I was like thinking like it sort of feels like we're doing one every other day. And then oh, I know we missed one, obviously with the you know as I said, credit Tufty Club. They rain or shine there on it, but <laughs> we've pretty much gone straight through it and it doesn't, I mean, I'm knackered talking about United, so God knows what the players are like, feeling like. <laughs> yeah, go and go watch some cricket or something instead, yeah. Re- refresh yourself. Um, right, mate, well that that is it. Uh, a 2-0 win over Barnsley. Well done, Blades. That was one, one last big effort. We didn't play well. We did what we had to do. We got the three points and uh, yeah, sets it up for the running, it's uh, it's going to be exciting, and that was pretty much all I was hoping for earlier yeah. in the season. So we'll absolutely take that. Hit, um, hit me up with your uh, stuff to plug, mate. I know there's a, a new Maidley season. New Maidley season, yeah. Um, got a lot of good feedback for this, actually. Mm, uh, be- our favourite theme tunes. I say good th- feedback. A lot of people picking out songs that we didn't pick, so bad feedback. <laughs> <laughs> For that, uh, but yeah, um, I really enjoy. It. I, I, I don't ever listen back to our episodes and stuff, but uh, yeah, Dead Bat uh, commented on something that I said, right? So I did listen back to this one, and it, yeah, I quite enjoyed like listening to the full length theme tunes because when we're talking about it, we just listen to them, you know, ourselves and stuff. But yeah, that's uh, Living with Maidley One at, Twi- at Living with Maidley One. No, at Living with, with Made, Made One. That's it, yeah. It's, I I did that Twitter account as well. At Living with Made One <laughs> on Twitter. Um, and then obviously the view from Barnsley were quite fair, actually. Yeah. I was, I was so. hoping for, <laughs> yeah, I was hoping for a bit more uh, grumpiness, actually. But yeah, but they, yeah, they, they were they were all right. And then, um, yeah, obviously we'll be, um, I, I think we're recording the Grange Hill this week for the Maidley pod, actually. <laughs> oh, fantastic. We're going to compare the first ever episode of Grange Hill with the last episode of Grange Hill, which is about 25 years apart. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that is wonderful content. I'll look forward to that. <laughs> Living with Maidley for anyone who's uh, somehow not subscribed to that podcast already. And uh, yeah, that'll do, mate. We'll we'll wrap up there. Uh, obviously, follow yourself at Panchero. It's Roy'sViewFrom.com for the view from Barnsley. I guess you'll have a uh, international view from at some point. Yeah, as well. I'm at, yeah, I'm hoping that they, it's just that they didn't play. Yeah, did, <laughs> they were to Egan say. today. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, and follow me at BladesPod on Twitter as well. And um, yeah, that's uh, that is all for this episode. We made it through. A grueling uh, sixteen-game period, particularly in yeah February and uh, the first half of March, uh, churning out the podcast. So thank you for everybody who's listened to them all, and obviously thank you very much to yourself, mate, for uh, your efforts as always in being a part of it. Thank you very much, mate.
Hi everyone, thanks as always for downloading and listening, and thank you also to NordVPN, who sponsor BladesPod. Using a VPN has tons of security benefits and conveniences. I use NordVPN to significantly boost my own online privacy and security. It works by encrypting my traffic on web and mobile, so I never have to worry about unsecure websites or apps. One very handy thing for uh, football fans particularly is the ability to switch your virtual location uh, and and stream various things, including perhaps games of football, uh, with just a single click. So that is really easy to do. Uh, very, very handy feature indeed. Uh, and BladesPod listeners get a special offer off NordVPN. All you have to do is go to nordvpn.com slash bladespod or use the code bladespod to get 70% off your NordVPN plan and an additional month free. It's risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. So just head over to nordvpn.com slash bladespod now and get your discounted plan. Thanks again for listening. We will be back next week. <laughs>